You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan N. Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. How long does it take to translate some of these songs? It depends a lot on the song because I do a lot of songs that were written to children's poems. The, well, what I find really interesting about this, this research is that Hebrew was an ancient language and it had been around for 3,000 years, but it wasn't used as a spoken language. It was only used for religious studies for most of those millennia. And then around 1880, there was a movement, well, around 1880 and before, there was a movement in Europe to start using Hebrew as a modern language for communication. And so they were basically making it up based on ancient Hebrew and, and modernizing it. When people started congregating in Palestine, for various reasons, either persecution in Europe or uh, just trying to reestablish a holy land for the Jewish people, that was their common language because they were coming from Yemen and Morocco and Russia and Europe, so they were bringing all these other languages, but the only language they had in common to communicate was Hebrew. And so they started developing this language of modern Hebrew, and one of the things that was one of the first things that they did was they started writing children's poems because they wanted their children to grow up with Hebrew. And so they were writing these nursery rhymes in Hebrew so that the kids would have Hebrew as part of their upbringing. And so a lot of these nursery rhymes are just really fun little um, nice rhyming poems and they're really easy to set to music. So I've done now three sets of children's poems that have been set to music as art songs to be sung in concert performances. So those are easy to translate because they're meant for children and they're pretty easy vocabulary. There are other songs and poems that are very, very difficult to translate because they're very artistic and some of them were written when Hebrew was, modern Hebrew was still in flux because it's such a new language. And so some of the syntax and, and the vocabulary is, was a little different in the 1930s than it would be now. Mm. And they're also difficult to translate because I'm not fluent in Hebrew. I just started learning Hebrew when I was in my 50s, and uh, so it's a new language for me. So it's, I found some resources, and I took an intensive Hebrew language course, but it's still it's difficult for me to translate. Can you describe some of the songs, or do, do you have anything that you can present right now? Voices? I mean, I could sing one of the ones that I'm working on right now. Yeah? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't have my piano. Pianist here, but... Um, so right now, I'm working on a group of... Um, Children's songs by Itzhak Edel, and the poet is um, Anda Amir Pinkerfeld. I'm trying to think of a good one. It's 
So there's, there, okay, so the first one is about a little bird who is hopping around, um, and the word for hop is kafatz. So it's kafatz, 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 kafatz. And um, then it flies away, and then there's one about army ants that are marching along, and there's one about um, shoving so that evening comes in and it hides under the cupboard, and we're just going to shove it in there so that it'll stay there and it'll always be daytime. Um, but I'm the one I want to sing for you. Okay, this is, the, this is one about a hedgehog. And the hedgehog is looking for um, somebody to dance with him. So um, none of his friends want to dance with him because they're afraid that they'll, he'll stick them with his little um, quills. And so he's looking and he's looking and he's looking and nobody will dance with him. And he finally says, okay, well, I'll just dance by myself. <laughs> so here we go. Ratsa pam hakipod imishe hu lirkod lirkod ach lo matza lo kol chaver kulam amru hin hadoker malasot malasot keshekipod rotze lirkod halach halach lo kol hayom iblidoch miblidom halach Halach, pitom, amad, ulevador, rakad, rakad. That was beautiful. Yeah, so cute, right? What is what is that very last part where you paused and then you, you went back in the... Ah, well, it says, so he's looking, he's looking, and suddenly he thinks, oh, I could dance all by myself. Ah, that is yeah. the, epi- the, the epiphany. The epiphany, absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. Can you share another one? Well, sure. Let's see. Okay, this one's also really, it, this one's actually really beautiful. It's too bad we don't have a pianist for the harmony in this one. But um, this is a little girl who says, just, I want all the stars to come to me and I'm going to string them into a chain on my thread of crimson and my thread of gold. And I'm going to make a necklace for my sister. And I'm going to make a necklace for my doll. And then I'm going to make a necklace for Abner, my friend. That's <laughs> so cute. All right, here we go. Kochavim, kochavai, kochavivai, echerozetchem, kochav, kochav, alchuchani, ochudzav. Machrozet lila achoti, lelezai li levulbaiti, lachaveri ushmo avner, so pretty right that is so pretty yeah it's so much more spacious it gives it this 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 openness feel compared mm-hmm. to the first one which is a dance floor and now yeah. this this did have this almost interstellar feel to it. Well, I think you bring up a really good point, which is sometimes people are looking for a repertoire that's off the beaten track because we, we sing a lot of songs that everybody's heard many times. And, um, and sometimes we'll, we'll look for a different language or something like that, and we'll think, well, 
okay, this is really interesting and it's different, but it's not that expressive. It's not that great a song. But I tell you, these songs, they're some of them that are just so beautiful and they're funny and they're fun and they're easy to, well, not all of them are easy to sing, but they're just really great songs and the poems are great. So I just really enjoyed opening up this repertoire for myself because yeah. um, I've programmed a set of Hebrew songs now on my past four or five recitals and they always go over well. People just really like them. So it's not just that it's, oh, let's sing something in Hebrew. They're really great songs. My name is Melissa Maldi and I am a full professor of voice. Well, so my other gig in the School of Music that it takes me outside of just the voice area is that I am the body mapping guru. Um, as you know, because you own my book, <laughs> I wrote the book on body mapping. Um, and so um, I do body mapping workshops with all of the different areas. I've done clarinets, I've worked with conductors, I've worked with the string players, the pianists, and so um, I teach a body mapping class that where people can come and just learn about how their bodies are built and how they function and how to use them in music in a way that is efficient and expressive. So that's been my research up until I got started on the Hebrew art song and I'm still working on that and discovering new things every time. We're going to come out with a fourth edition in 2020, so we need to get started on that. <laughs> but. So, so it's fun to be able to work with musicians outside of just the voice area and also people from sports and, I mean, anybody. Anybody can learn how to be more efficient in their movement and more expressive. <laughs>